It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Yersetti of All Panthers on SI with you here. Wrapping up the week here, we're going to do a kind of a, a week in review as such. We'll just kind of quick skim over some of the the top stories or some of the news and notes from the past week here on the Panthers and uh, kind of ease our way here into the weekend. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Billy underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. And of course, follow the podcast, uh, Google, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all that good stuff. Wherever you get your podcast listening pleasure, we are there. Appreciate you guys tuning in. New listeners, appreciate you guys jumping on and giving me a shot, at least uh, giving me a fair opportunity, even if you just hear me once. Appreciate the opportunity to talk to you guys, talk a little Panthers football. So let's jump into just kind of the uh, sort of week in review a little bit. Uh, Earlier this week, the Panthers kind of finalized their coaching staff, as it were. They announced uh, some new New coaching hires or some promotions in some case as well, particularly Frank Oakham, who got elevated earlier this week into defensive line coach. He was the assistant defensive line coach for the last couple years, uh, but moved up to the uh, main role after the Panthers parted ways with uh, former D-line coach Mike Fair. Uh, Oakham already got an opportunity to kind of be in the lead role with the defensive line as of course a couple weeks ago at the senior bowl he was given the opportunity to run the show since the Panthers had already moved on from Mike Fair so Oakham kind of acted as the defensive line coach at the senior bowl and now the Panthers have officially given him the title of defensive line coach so congratulations to him of course a former fifth round pick of the Texans In 2008, coming from the University of Texas, a part of that 2005 National Championship team with Vince Young, played three seasons in the NFL as he also spent time with the Seahawks, the Buccaneers, and the Giants. And of course, he had already been connected with Matt Rule at Baylor, being his line coach for two seasons after four years in the same role at Rice. So again, they got the opportunity at at the Senior Bowl. Matt Rule said during Senior Bowl week, quote, we've tried to build infrastructure with our young coaches to grow them up through the system, maybe replace coaches as they leave. So this is a good week for those guys to get an opportunity. They've done all the work. They've earned the opportunity. So now they have a chance to step up just a little bit. They've coached. This is just another step for them and a good opportunity to show what they can do. That's what, again, Matt Rule said during Senior Bowl week. And again, particularly in regards to Frank Oakham. So he's got the job now. They've also added veteran defensive line coach Don Johnson as their new pass rush specialist. Uh, Don Johnson has previously worked with the Bears, the Raiders, the Chargers, 
and the Cardinals. He got his NFL coaching start as part of the NFL's Bill Walsh Fellowship Program, working with the 49ers in 1998 and the Panthers in 1999. They also added two coaching assistants, including Garrett McGuire, who was quarterback at Baylor, or was was a quarterback at Baylor during Rule's last three seasons there, and then Terrence Knighton, pot roast, who played for Matt Rule at Temple, and then was a defensive tackle, or uh, was a uh, Defensive tackle for the Jaguars, excuse me, a third-round pick of the Jaguars in 2009. He, and again, Garrett McGuire now coaching assistants for the Carolina Panthers. So that's the kind of update now on the um, on the coaching cycle. So just uh, just for funsies, now we'll take a look at the uh, the full coaching roster now for the Panthers as it's pretty much finalized. So Matt Rule back for his second year as head coach. Joe Brady, of course, returning for his second year as offensive coordinator. And interestingly enough, the NFL also released the uh, the list of interview requests from the seven teams that were all looking for head coaches in this coaching cycle. And as we kind of discussed throughout the the coaching cycle this year, Five of the seven teams that were looking for head coaches did request to interview, and I think all of them did interview, Joe Brady. They, of course, were the seven teams except for the Lions and the Jaguars. You had the Falcons, you had the Eagles, you had the Chargers, you had the Texans, and you had the Jets. Uh, Interestingly enough, Joe Brady wound up being uh, second on the list, actually, in terms of how many how many teams requested an interview from him? The only play or the only coach that had more interview requests than Joe Brady was actually Robert Sala, who was requested by six of the seven teams before, of course, ultimately being hired by the New York Jets. The only the only team that did not go after Robert Sala was the Houston Texans. And, of course, there were some other coaching candidates that only the team they were hired by, like Nick Sirianni with the Eagles. But um, so that was that's just kind of an interesting note on Joe Brady with that short being released. So, again, Robert Sala had six requests. Joe Brady had five. And then Brandon Staley, who, of course, was hired by the Chargers, four, had four requests. And then Todd Bowles, Matt Aberfluss, and Marvin Lewis each had three. So, again, just kind of shows... How uh, how strong a candidate Joe Brady has already become with five of the seven teams that were looking for head coaches this year interviewing or requesting to interview Joe Brady. So Joe Brady, again, back as offensive coordinator, but obviously wouldn't be surprising if we're going through this whole process again in 2022. But he's back as offensive coordinator. Phil Snow is defensive coordinator. Chase Blackburn, special teams coordinator. Brian Angelicchio, if I'm saying that right, tight ends coach. Thomas Barbeau, strength and conditioning assistant. EJ Barthel, coaching assistant. Evan Cooper, corners ba- or cornerbacks. Uh, Matthew Delgado, assistant to the head coach. Gus Felder, assistant strength and conditioning coach. Ed Foley, assistant special teams. Al Holcomb, defensive run game coordinator. Frisman Jackson, who we saw had some uh, discussions to be the Falcons offensive coordinator. But he's back as wide receivers coach. 
Don Johnson, now the pass rush specialist, Terrence Knighton, coaching assistant, Matt Lombardi, assistant quarterbacks, Garrett McGuire, coaching assistant, Pat Meyer, back as offensive line, Jeff Nixon, senior offensive assistant and running backs coach, Frank Oakham, again, now the defensive line coach, Sean Ryan, of course, is the new quarterbacks coach, Jeremy Scott, strength and conditioning coach, Jason Simmons is defensive pass game coordinator and the secondary coach. Mike Saravo is the linebackers coach. Tony Sperano Jr. is now the assistant offensive line coach. Grant Udinsky and Cedric Whitaker, two more coaching assistants. So there's your list of coaches for the 2021 Carolina Panthers. So we'll take a quick moment. We'll come back. we got an offensive lineman re-signing to talk about, and then we will talk about the franchise tag window opening. Uh, but first, a shout-out to our friends at rockauto.com with the ever-increasing number of makes and models. It is now pretty impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why go there and endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand that his warehouse happens to carry. You guys have computers. You guys have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck? Remember to write the words locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Another quick recap from this week. The Panthers have extended an offensive tackle, but of course it's probably not the one you might have been thinking of. Trent Scott, who came in pretty nicely uh, throughout the season, of course claimed off waivers from the LA Chargers before week one of the season and at left tackle while Russell Kung was out with an injury. The Panthers signed him to a one-year deal on Tuesday and he was one of the guys that we talked about on the free agency list that had a pretty decent shot to come back. It gives the Panthers a little bit of depth at the left tackle position. You know, it certainly doesn't stop them from addressing the position possibly in free agency or the draft, but at least it gives them somebody that they feel confident in now that can come in and uh, get a couple spot starts and 
if need be. He started four games this year and was pretty good in those four games. In fact, I, I think you could well argue that he was better than Greg Little in some of the spot moments that Greg Little had. Uh, Trent Scott, of course, was set to be a restricted free agent, but they've avoided that. They've given him a one-year deal as they start to work their way through all these free agent offensive linemen. As we've talked about, four of the five main starters, we'll say, uh, or at least the f- four of the five week one starters from last year are set to become free agents. But again, the expectation is that Taylor Moten will get the franchise tag at some point within the next two weeks. And then, you know, ideally they would sign him to a long-term deal before they have to slap the franchise tag. And if they do that, then maybe they could slap the t- tag on Curtis Samuel. Who knows? Um, but if they do give Taylor Moten the franchise tag, that would at least give the team until July 15th to come to a long-term deal. Um, but again, as far as the five starting linemen, only Matt Paradis is under center, uh, is under contract for 2021. And again, as we know, Matt Paradis and the Panthers reworked his contract just recently to save themselves a little bit of save themselves a little bit of cap room for this year. Uh, so again, just to recap, uh, they they converted 7.04 million of his base salary in 2021 into a signing bonus that saves them 4.69 million on this year's salary cap and would leave them with 8.29 million in 2021 or rather 2022 dead money if his contract voids which it's scheduled to on February 10th of next year unless they rework it so they uh Converted his base salary down to $990,000, but again, they gave him that $7 million now as a signing bonus. So now, Paradis will only count about $5.6 million against the salary cap in 2021. Again, they uh, just added now Trent Scott. So just real quick now, looking at the cap calculator from our friends at Over the Cap. By the way, I just finished... Uh, crunching numbers, the the book from Over the Cap. So if you guys are interested in how the salary cap works, I highly recommend that book. Obviously, some of it's a little dated because it was written around, I think, 2016. So a lot of it still focuses on the old CBA. In fact, there's even a, a chapter on the final league year, which was set to be 2020. But of course, as we know, the league and the players agreed to a new CBA before the 2020 league year happened. So that final league year rule kind of was washed. 2020 became the first year of the new CBA, but it's still interesting to note um, because obviously we'll still get to it very possibly, but now that wouldn't be until 2030. But for the most part, a lot of the info is still the same. So it's still a really good resource uh, to read about the salary cap. Uh, But looking at over the caps cap calculator for the Panthers, they're now sitting with, a uh, shade under $30 million in cap space. And again, let's say they go ahead and give the franchise tag to Taylor Moten. Uh, if I could find him on the list here. Giving him the franchise tag. Here we are. 
that of course would be worth about fourteen and a half million dollars. So now you're looking at about uh, almost sixteen million in cap space. And keep in mind, of course, too, you do have to set aside a few million dollars for the draft picks that the Panthers are going to have. So again, ideally, they would give him a long-term deal, uh, and especially to get that cap number a little lower. But that's where things would stand right now using their current cap space and if the Panthers were to slap the franchise tag on him. And again, as we've talked about with Deshaun Watson, you would only need about $11 million in cap space for uh, Deshaun Watson because that's all he's really due in uh, in base salary. Because again, with the, if the Texans were to trade him, they absorb all that, all those signing bonus charges. The Panthers are only responsible for the salary. So, so you're about fifteen million dollars, and again, you've got to save. You know, just checking spot rack, you've got to save about. Oh, they actually don't even have the the estimated cap dollars, but you figure probably a few million dollars, particularly having the. Uh, the number eight pick, you know, obviously that's going to be a, a a pretty high pick. Obviously, it's going to be about a similar contract to what they gave Derek Brown last year as the number seven overall pick last year. So that's what the Panthers are kind of looking at right now, and just kind of the uh, the decisions they have to make. So we'll see what happens. Should be should be interesting to see, but you know, we so we not. We are now in that franchise tag window. Obviously, teams aren't going to jump right out and say, you know, yeah, we're we're going to slap the franchise tag. Obviously, these teams are going to wait, but that's the the possibility that we're looking at here. Taylor Moten either gets the franchise tag, or again, ideally, they give him a long term deal. There are places that are projecting. You know, I've seen one projection of like a a five year, eighty two million dollar contractor. Something like that. So we'll see. We shall see. But hopefully, uh, hopefully something, hopefully something good happens uh, within the next couple of weeks here with Taylor Wilton before free agency begins. So that's just kind of the uh, the recap where we're at now uh, with the coaching additions and with Trent Scott being being re-signed to a one-year deal. Uh, so before we finish things up here, I uh, want to give a shout out again to our friends at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. So again, that's BetOnline.ag. Promo code Locked On when you sign up for your free account. That gets you a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. One last thing we'll touch on quick before we get out of here. Uh, part of it's kind of a look ahead. Part of it is kind of a 
me kind of sadly reminiscing on the fact that I should have been in Indianapolis this week. This was supposed to be Combine weekend, and it definitely sucks <laughs> that there is no gathering in Indianapolis. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a way to reminisce, at least on the Panthers website. You can go there and check out the photos and whatnot from players like Jeremy Chin and Ido Gross Matos at last year's Combine. But it is definitely unfortunate that we're not meeting in Indianapolis. And it's definitely unfortunate that I don't get to see all my friends out there. Uh, I can't wait till next year. Hopefully, the Combine is still in Indianapolis. If it gets moved, well, I'll f figure out a way to try to get there, I guess. Uh, but it is nice to be in Indianapolis because, I mean, it's kind of driving distance for me because I've done it the last two years. It's only a nine-hour drive for me uh, from Pennsylvania to Indianapolis. So hopefully next year I can be back at the Combine and at the Senior Bowl. But to kind of look ahead to the Pro Days, because, again, at this point, that's now the only way that we're going to get 40-yard uh, times and height and weight, all that good stuff. The Pro Day is where it is going to be at. So we'll look ahead and check out the schedule now for the 2021 Pro Days, particularly... Uh, and we've kind of touched on this before with the quarterbacks with uh, Ohio State and North Dakota State and all that. So at least just real quick what we're looking at with the pro days for uh, at least what they have, at least the confirmed college pro days. So the first pro day that we know of now is actually a little over a week away, March 5th. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Which is actually actually a less just less than a week away. Sun, uh, Friday, March fifth, that is the pro day for Kansas. Then March 9th, we've got Kansas State. We've got Northwestern, so we'll see Rashawn Slater there, and Wisconsin Whitewater. March tenth will feature Arkansas, Marshall, Maryland, and Wisconsin. March eleventh, Clemson, Nevada, and Texas. Of course, Trevor Lawrence already had kind of his own pro day because of the surgery he got on his throwing shoulder, but obviously still a bunch of other people we can see there. Jackson Carmen, uh, of course, Travis Etienne, so a few players there. March 12th, Arkansas State, Oklahoma, and then, of course, the highlight on that day, Trey Lance and North Dakota State, so I'm sure all eyes will be on that one. March 15th has Army, Kent State, Middle Tennessee State, and Vanderbilt. March 16th, Georgia Tech, and one of Matt Rule's old stomping grounds, Temple. March 17th, you've got Arizona, Georgia, Illinois, Pittsburgh, and San Jose State. March 18th is Auburn, Buffalo, Central Arkansas, Louisiana Tech, Louisiana Monroe, Stanford, Troy, and West Virginia. March 19th, Memphis, 
Ohio, and TCU. TCU, of course, you got a couple of good safeties there. And uh, Trayvon Morig, Darius Washington, Memphis, you've got uh, Kenneth Gainwell, you know, that shifty running back, so excited to see him. March 22nd, you have Air Force, Bowling Green, Colorado State, Florida State, Iowa, Missouri, and Toledo. March 23rd, Alabama, Mac Jones, Central Michigan, Iowa State, Nebraska, and Purdue. March 24th, Michigan State, Mississippi State, South Carolina, USC, and Virginia. March 25th, Georgia Southern, Massachusetts, Mississippi, North Texas, Penn State, San Diego State, SMU, Tennessee, and Western Michigan. March 26th, Boston College, BYU, Michigan, South Dakota State, Virginia Tech. March 29th, Arizona State, Duke, Louisiana Lafayette, Miami, Miami of Ohio, North Carolina, and Washington State. March 30th, East Carolina, Florida Atlantic, Louisville, North Carolina State, and there's Ohio State and Justin Fields, and then also Texas A&M, Tulane, and Washington. Matt Rule's other old stomping grounds of Baylor is March 31st, along with Boise State, Florida, Kentucky, LSU, Notre Dame, and Wake Forest. April 1st, Minnesota, UNC Charlotte, Oklahoma State, Oregon State, South Florida, UCF, Western Kentucky. April 2nd, Indiana, Oregon, and Tulsa. April 7th, Texas Tech. And April 9th, Ball State, Houston, and UAB. So that is your pro or, uh, your pro day schedule so far for 2021. So a uh, chance to look ahead to when we're going to see these top prospects. So that's just kind of a look ahead. And again, kind of the only way now that we're going to get some numbers on a lot of these prospects because you don't have the scouting combine this year. They are still kind of unveiling in kind of an official scouting in or scouting combine invite list, but there won't be anything in Indianapolis. So, that's what we have to look forward to. We still got a, a lot of fun to have and a long road ahead of us on the road of the draft. So really excited to go through this draft process as always with you. Appreciate you guys tuning in. I think that's a good place to wrap things up here. We had a nice little week in review and kind of a quick preview of all the pro days. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, follow me on Twitter at Billy underscore Setti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Have a great rest of your day, and we will see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We will see you soon. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.